In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fay. What's going on, man? How are you? It feels really good to be out from under the... I'm joined, as always, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, so, we've moved I'm, I'm glad that. that I, I'm, I'm glad that we've grown in our lives. You've redeemed yourself for now. Red, I've redimated myself yeah. to okay. <laughs> uh, just a reminder, Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network, so make sure to check out the other shows on the network, like the Tatnus Podcast Uncensored, Chick and Hen with S&M, In the Dice Box Slam, Basement Bullshit, and the newest edition just added this week, Carpool Shenanigans. So once you get done listening to this show, head on over and check them out. Uh, I'm sure they're a ton of fun. Hey, Parva, what's that restaurant you like so much? Uh, You mean Shenanigans? Uh... Ah! There's, there's a you get certain... pistol whipped by a celebrity later. <laughs> yeah. There's a certain demographic of listeners out there who probably got that right away, and then there are some that are really confused. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, if you are new to this particular show, the premise is simple. We're going to take turns challenging each other to book some unknown or often unlikely scenario in the world of pro wrestling. Um, We don't discuss them in advance, so the answers are going to be entirely off the cuff um, and and hopefully a lot of fun. Uh, Before we get into it, though, I would like to remind everyone to make sure that if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you use, make sure to click that subscribe button so you get the newest episodes right away. Uh, Like them and share them uh, so other people can hear them as well. Um, But we will go ahead and get into the fantasy booking and i gotta be honest i don't remember who went first last week uh so um i don't know do you want to go first i'll I'll take yeah i'm ready to stare this down um i'm ready to have you fantasy book you know the the environment that is wrestling right now it's pretty painful isn't it it's it's a very interesting time um, it's kind of crazy because we're in this like new renaissance of professional wrestling in America and then we get hit by this and uh, shows that usually feature a lot of professional wrestling feature very very little right now um, and a lot of reruns on very, them very odd week to do um, something we just launched with the the um, you podcast, yes. yeah, reviews, especially for me tomorrow night with NXT. Um, I feel like maybe I gave myself to short into the stick, but it's not like I won't watch AEW. No, you're still gonna watch AEW. You just won't have the pressure of having to come on and give it a, a rating. That's all on oh, me. The, pr- the pressure of that. The pressure. The pressure. Oh. oh. The tens of tens of fans out there waiting to hear what you think. Coming, coming to you live from a studio where they put in tapes at Full Sail Arena. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think the obvious thing is, you know, I, I kind of want, I want to hear your fantasy book WrestleMania without an audience, <laughs> um, That's... which is the current situation, but may not be the final situation. Yeah. You know, I actually, I, I sent you that article early about earlier today about, um, the potential changes and locations and potential yep. changes and reasons behind it. And, and, uh, in case anyone out there hasn't seen this particular article, um, basically it's saying that, uh, that the reason they announced it was going to be, um, still at the performance center with no audience and all of that stuff is there's a clause in their, um, insurance that, um, if they don't f- try to find a suitable venue to move it to, should it get canceled at its regular venue, they don't get the payout from this particular insurance. And so by saying that uh, they're moving it to the Performance Center, uh, fully expecting that Florida will eventually step in and say you can't even do a WrestleMania with no audience from the Performance Center, there's still going to be too many people in one space and then it'll be canceled and then they can turn into their insurance and be like hey you know we tried our best to move it but it got got closed out and so it won't end up happening at the given time and then they can reschedule it for later down the road once this whole quarantining and all that stuff subsides um that's the report that has come out through a couple uh, relatively respectable um, insiders, you can call them. Uh, neither of them named Brad Shepard, so we can at <laughs> least put a little bit of faith in them. But uh, so at that at that point, it means that WrestleMania will not go on even from the Performance Center in two plus weeks' time. Uh, that it will be postponed. And then we'll come back to it. And I think the the article was like early June, June 8th or something like that, um, yeah. uh, was what they were saying in there. So it'll be interesting. The tough thing with that is all of the feuds that you've built up going into WrestleMania, mm-hmm. how, how do you extend them all the way till June? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess... Well, I mean, Goldberg's 50, so if he catches this... Mm-hmm. You know, he's more likely to die than I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than the fact that he's in incredible shape. But yeah. what is he, 54 now? Yeah, something like that, I think. Yeah. Uh, Undertaker's no spring chicken either. <laughs> no, no. I think those two should feud for the... Yeah. That's yeah. not That's not legit. So let's uh, let's just get back to the fantasy booking. We, we yeah. almost had them die once in the ring. We don't want that to happen again. <laughs> Well, um, I I will take a moment to to backtrack and mention how on Raw this week the empty arena uh, segment that had Undertaker there, he came out to the typical Undertaker dongs and and all of that stuff. But wait, did, you, did you? Yes, yes, I said Undertaker dongs. Okay, just making sure. Yep. Um, but he wasn't wearing his big brim hat and and. Uh, dainty leather uh, overcoat and all of that stuff. He he was dressed more like the American Badass Undertaker. It was kind of a weird amalgam. Um, uh, and so I don't know if if that was more just a case of 
you know, they just threw this together of him coming out and all of this stuff, or or maybe he made the trip, but all of his gear didn't go with it, um, or what? Or maybe uh, the Undertaker that shows up at WrestleMania might not be the the Dead Man Undertaker. Because I'm gonna point out, while the Undertaker as a whole streak is over. The American badass Undertaker is still undefeated at WrestleMania. Okay, that's so, horrible. That's like <laughs> the worst feeling I've ever had. Rush it down. That's way more depressing than coronavirus. <laughs> so, ah. so I mean, ultimately, if it were to go on at the Performance Center with no uh, audience there, uh, that's what I'm supposed to be booking, correct? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, and just like three or four matches. I mean, we don't need to spend an hour booking every single match that we make up, but there's going to be changes to matches. There's going to be, um, you know, changes to entrances. Um, you know, when the big dog walks slowly, it's going to, it's, it's certainly, it's just going to be for, for show. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Well, and that's, I mean, that's the tough thing right now. They've only got seven matches officially announced for, uh, WrestleMania. Uh, and so I'll go down the seven that are officially uh, announced. Uh, so, of course, we've got Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. We've cool. got Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the NXT Championship, Women's Championship. Right. Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's Championship. Goldberg versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. John Cena versus The Fiend. Undertaker, Undertaker, I feel like that um that Goosebumps uh, meme girl. Undertaker, <laughs> Undertaker, it's the Undertaker. Uh-huh. Um, Undertaker versus AJ Styles, which uh, the contract was signed on Raw this week in the aforementioned segment, and uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, which also was officially announced on raw this week um what sort of other matches that could go in there well of course there's going to be some sort of edge versus orton yeah. uh somehow or another in there i would bet that there's going to be Sami Zayn versus uh braun Strowman uh rematch for things braun huh well i don't i don't know for certain it's going to be against braun it's going to be against someone I know you, we even talked about it how uh, on Tatnus how the no automatic rematches clause that they announced is really very. This vague. is actually an important time to do that because mm-hmm. Sammy versus Braun. I mean, a, a three on one that makes sense, but you really don't want to devalue Braun at this juncture. I don't think. Indeed, at the same point, the other side of the coin is if you want Sammy to feel like a legitimate champion. Uh, instead of the fluke champion that he feels like now, you do need to have him him beat somebody uh, legitimately. doesn't have to be cleanly, but it still has to be a legitimate. So, and that's why I think a rematch versus Braun with some heel shenanigans uh, that gives Sammy a win over Braun that's not in a odd stacked against him sort of match uh could be the way to do it but i don't know um i mean it's tough because if you're doing empty empty arena with no uh audience there you feel like they're going to have to do at least one of those matches as a uh 
Falls Count Anywhere match where they can go anywhere in the stadium and and uh, a lot of fun could be had with that. Yeah, and so just and kind of looking. Don't do it with Roman because Roman's already done it. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that's a title match. Yeah, and that's where I'm like, I mean, looking through through the matches, the the ones that stand out the most for potential empty arena, uh, Falls Count Anywhere sort of matches are probably. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins because the the history of them, uh, you know, heel tactics and and Kevin Owens sneaking in through the crowd and all that stuff that could be made to that sort of a match. I'm not sure. Not 100% on that. Uh, John Cena versus The Fiend could potentially, but I don't know if John Cena in his current Hollywood days uh really could put off a f- impressive empty arena match you know what i mean uh because he's got jobs in the future in hollywood that he's got to make sure he stays healthy for which means limiting the crazy bumps that the empty arena matches usually have um and you don't want to have brock lesnar versus drew mcintyre outside of the ring that's that's gotta be a you know finishes in the ring uh if drew's going to win he has to legitimately beat brock lesnar in the ring if they decide to keep it on brock they still you know they can't have drew mcintyre lose because brock pinned him in the locker room uh that yeah, would- that if you're changing face of the company which is what you're theoretically doing um schmoz schmoz is out yeah. So, uh, so that really actually leaves if none of the other matches were false count anywhere. And and I, would, I think it goes without saying Undertaker versus AJ Styles. I think has to be in the ring as well. Uh, yeah. Because a that's AJ Styles' style, for lack of a better well, phrase. And, and B, you don't get 17 minutes for the Undertaker's entrance. Yeah. So. Which that that's the interesting thing. Like how okay, so he, if it is American badass, how do you make the nineteen minute entrance for him? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, go on. That's Which part leaves, of yeah. of the announced matches so far, the only two left to potentially be empty arena matches would both be women's matches. Which I think to me has a lot more draw to it. it you know, uh first of all you can have Stephanie McMahon come out and announce the WWE's first ever women's empty arena Falls Count Anywhere match, uh, which is a technicality because I'm sure they've had women's Falls Count Anywhere matches, but this is an empty arena Falls Count Anywhere match. Yes. So the fact so, that it's the first is a big deal. Yep. Big deal. And so of those, I just, I'm not sure which one I would rather see is an empty arena match. Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler or Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Rhea Charlotte. And, and to me, I, I think I lean towards Rhea Charlotte too, but only I think because if you're going to have Becky win versus Shayna, then she's got to win by pinning Shayna or submitting Shayna in the ring. That's the only way it makes her look strong. Vice versa, if you're going to have Shayna take the title off Becky, the only way it makes sense for either of them is for that to happen in the ring as well, right? Uh, So that's why I think I lean towards Rhea versus Charlotte. I think it, it plays into 
since they're at the performance center should it go through that way it it plays into charlotte's whole i used to run this place sort of mentality and it plays a lot into rhea ripley's brutality so i think that could be a really fun empty arena falls count anywhere match that i it just so happens at the performance center there are a whole lot of rings that you could have spots take place inside a ring but not the ring you know you could do a gauntlet with all those separate rings too Mm -hmm. anyway go on yeah the rules are you have to pin them in each ring (laughs) that that would be there there's a fall in each ring and you know obviously it's going to turn out to be eight out of nine or five out of nine or whatever it is but you have to go to each ring and there's a separate referee there yeah and you can beat up each other on the way to the ring but yeah and fall or submission has to take place inside that ring it's like a traditional (laughs) four corners bull rope match man (laughs) only only you don't have to do it in order you know you can go to the far one first if you want that would be a cool match, man. I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. to say that. That would be kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> like I said, we're pretty much guaranteed an Edge versus Orton match of some sort. In fact, I think on Raw yesterday, they kind of uh, like pushed it, but they didn't officially announce. You know what I mean? Because you had Edge come out and say that uh, Beth was going to announce his re-retirement from the ring uh, but then when Randy Orton RKO'd Beth, then that brought him back. And now he's he's back and he wants to take on Randy Orton. But like I said, I don't think they officially set it up as a a match yet. I think they're still going to have, you know, Randy Orton comes out to respond. Um, but, you know, reports have it that's going to be a last man standing match, which makes a lot of sense with that feud. Uh, of course... Uh, barring restrictions that stop them from doing it, which very well could happen. There would have been the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, uh, but... Yeah, I don't think that happens in in, uh, in that the current, arena. Yeah. In the current setup of it, I agree, I don't think that happens. Uh, the same with the Women's Battle Royal. I don't think that happens. So, now we've got to find a couple matches to to add to the card. Uh, if you're going to do a WrestleMania, seven matches isn't enough. At least not by modern WrestleMania standards, right? So, uh, I think you have to have a women's tag match, especially since the At last the time. The, yeah, especially since the last time the women's tags were defended was uh, uh, TLC back in November, I think. So. That puts Asuka and Kyrie Sane in there versus someone. And right now, there are very few women's tag teams uh, actively competing in any of the uh, WWE shows, except for Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. So, and they're actively calling out Asuka and Kyrie. So I think that's probably guaranteed on the cards. And frankly, the way they've been having... Asuka involved in singles feuds and Kyrie involved in singles feuds right now. I would probably say if they put that match on right now, that their best choice would be to move the belts to uh, Alexa and Nikki. And then, because they obviously don't have anything else for Alexa and Nikki right now. 
right? Except for talk shows. So why not put the belts on them and then they can show up at NXT and have matches down there, show up at Raw and have matches, do a little bit of things and, and try to build those women's tag belts up again. Yeah, which is really sad because I didn't see Asuka and Kyrie being the one devalued it. Yeah. Like, everybody's biggest concerns were that the Iconics would devalue it. And I think we both said, that's not going to devalue the they're, they're a tag team only. Mm-hmm. Like, we thought it'd be cool if they were losing singles matches and winning tag matches. Yeah. And I'll point out, uh, we haven't seen the Iconics hardly at all since then either. So getting the belts onto Nikki and Alexa could lead to the Iconics coming back and and having a feud there. Um, a feud that would be iconic. Iconic. Uh, there have been rumors that WWE is planning on splitting Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose up, which I think is a horrible idea. So do I. Uh, but when you look like Mandy Rose and Vince McMahon sees you, you're not going to stay a tag, you know, person for long. Uh, Vince McMahon was pretty much guaranteed to eventually see Mandy Rose and be like, you're going straight to the top of the card. Come into my office and we'll discuss it. <laughs> it just went creepy 90s. I'm sorry. Yeah, it really went creepy 90s. That was my whole point. But, uh, but anyways... And so, <laughs> but so that's what I mean. I think, I think if I were booking right now, I would definitely put a tag, a women's tag match on there uh, with Alexa and Nikki. And then you can move the belts over to Alexa and Nikki and have fun with that. And really, you can kind of scrap the Kabuki Warriors gimmick as a whole. Kyrie and Asuka really didn't like mesh together as a team aside from the fact that they're both Japanese, you know? And Yeah, I don't think Kyrie does well in the heel role. I, I think she does fine in the heel role when she's allowed to just be a heel by herself but when you team her with Asuka she quickly becomes second fiddle to Asuka. Yeah, which I think they could actually have a battle. Mm-hmm. Go on. So we're going to have, right now we have um, the Falls Count Anywhere, you have that as uh, Charlotte, empty arena falls count anywhere, which is still an empty. I mean, everything's going to be an empty arena match, yeah. but um, with Charlotte and Rhea, mm-hmm. we've got a traditional match with Becky and Shayna. Or do you want to make that like a submission match since there's not going to be anybody there? Uh, n- no, I think. I think that one's probably going to end up some sort of stipulation, like maybe a cage. Because, uh, you know, caged animals bite people. Mm-hmm. Well, and I can see Becky being like, uh, you said the reason that you won an Elimination Chamber was it was a cage match, and cages are your forte. That's where you started. And so I'm I'm going to let you uh, have me in a cage, and I'm going to show you that the man still comes out on top. And so okay. I, I could see something like that happening. Okay. I could see them doing he something like fine. a strap match or something like that as well, but I think cage would be best there. Um, and then a, tag, a women's tag match to uh, do that. I think that's just a traditional tag. I think you could play into the ending with, Asuka feeling like Kyrie taught cost them the match and so turning on Kyrie which could uh, make a really good feud yeah mm-hmm. 
for setting up a feud out of that. Um, I feel like one of the things this WrestleMania is missing, though, is like the big spectacle match. Uh, well, isn't a, that kind of Undertaker and AJ? I think that that's the idea, but I feel like there's there there's there's no real room for twist in that, other than oh, Kane comes out again, you know. Um, okay, I get what you're saying. So something with a with a what? Yeah, that that big okay. WrestleMania moment sort of a thing. And for lack of a better term, you think a few years ago when the Hardys came out at, during the tag matches, mystery opponents. Sure. Uh, and and so I'm just trying to think who could be the surprise appearance, the oh my god moment. Well, I'd have said Jeff Hardy if it didn't happen yesterday. Yeah, they brought him back, so that's not that. Um, and so Matt Hardy's return. There's there's still the chance of that. He hasn't signed anywhere, so. Um, yes. Uh, I think. I think the debut of Killer Cross could be a good, but he just doesn't have, like, I love Killer Cross, and anyone who's watched him in Impact knows what he can do, but the average WWE fan doesn't know who Killer Cross is, so they have a big, oh my god, it's Killer Cross moment. Most people are just giving like, yeah, so. <laughs> Wherever. Or they could um, let us see what's in, in Eric Rowan's cage. No, nope, they already did that. Nope, they did that and then destroyed the cage. Yeah, because the whole gimmick was bad. It was really bad. It was bad from the beginning, but apparently it was Vince McMahon who made the decision to have uh, Eric Rowan reveal it to be the ugly-looking spider. Um, and then when that bombed, he was like, yep, okay, that gimmick's over. We're just destroy it have drew mcintyre destroy the cage and then we won't have to worry about it ever again so um why couldn't it have been a, a trick though why couldn't i mean the next week you just have eric Rowan be like that wasn't really the pet i'm not gonna show you like then you could just make him crazy mm-hmm. or have it be something different each week yeah and then it turns and then it turns can, out that he's got it, then it turns out that he got a part-time job as an exterminator, and these are the stuff that he found at houses. No? Okay, hey, I'll go with it. What yeah. the heck? We can go back. We can go back to uh, career gimmick wrestling. <laughs> but um, and so I mean, I guess technically the Fiend versus uh, John Cena is is potentially the big spectacle, but I just don't see any surprise. Like, what do you uh, do? You maybe suddenly have. You suddenly have Eric Rowan come out as the Fiend's support man, and effectively now you've rebuilt the Wyatt family again. Yeah, I don't think that that works either. Well, and I think Cena has to lose this match. Yeah. You can't, you can't have the Fiend take two in a row here. No. And th- this is obviously trying to rebuild the Fiend in many ways. and, and... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah, I'm glad you're not in the same room as me. <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, you know, you have to have John Cena lose. Plus, in many ways, this is a John Cena passing the torch sort of moment, you know? Uh, he he basically all but did it when he came out and announced that he wasn't going to be a part of WrestleMania because it's, it's time for the young new kids to do it. And then the Fiends challenged him. He's like, oh, okay, never mind. So I just, like, I just don't know who could be that if they're 
is anyone right now that could be that like surprise oh my god moment short of i don't know chris jericho showing up which isn't gonna happen but that would be a big moment well they've they've kind of blown it with some of their returns recently you know i i feel like i feel like jeff was an attempt to um deflate any matt stuff quickly yeah um then that might not be true matt may may be resigning um i just don't know that there's any big i i says return maybe yeah he's not really gone that was one that i thought about rusev's return um possibly even uh a soft reset on rusev where he comes out and not involved with Bobby Lashley or Lana at all. Just, yeah, just says, this is my new life. Yep. Just comes out and rides a tank to the ring and attacks somebody. A tank. I like it. But I feel like, you know, I mean, they still don't have any tag matches on the card. So it's because I mean, they're not important according to Vince. Hmm? It's because they're not important according to Vince. Well, you know, they're obviously not important, except you've got tag champions, so you better use them at least. Um, you know, and of course, everything with this WrestleMania is, is subject to the wrestlers actually uh, coming, because the report has that WWE basically said to every wrestler, listen, if you don't want to come in, we're not going to make you. Which is good. Yeah. I applaud them for it. Right? Yeah. I wish more jobs would do that. Gotta go to Saudi Arabia. But but you don't have to work through the coronavirus. <laughs> you do have to support a brutal dictator, but not the coronavirus. What kind of tater? Dick. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Um, <laughs> tater there. So so I got I I gotta be honest. I'm drawing a blank on who's even the SmackDown tag champions right now. Uh, Miz and Morrison. Miz and Morrison, right? Um, and they had a match recently against the Usos. I feel like the Usos uh, might challenge them to some sort of a maybe a ladder match. I think that could be a a crazy spot fest sort of a thing. Yeah, I think we could get more gimmicks out of this one than we normally get. Especially if you throw in another tag team like the New Day. So now you've got Miz and Morrison versus the New Day versus the Usos in a ladder match. Yeah, that would be okay. So yeah, um, and then the Raw tag. Oh, you could have you could have Xavier Woods random reappearance, reemergence. Yeah, I don't know how he he's doing on his rehab. I don't know if he's close or not. I'll have to look that up. Um, or you could do the Raw tag champions who is currently. Uh, the Street Profits had to think about that one for a bit versus Authors of Pain since they're the actual tag team out of the <laughs> out of the Rollins team Rollins team it makes more sense for them to go after the tag belts and that could be a really it could be an interesting match with the brutality and physical nature of Authors of Pain versus the flipty doos and craziness of Street Profits yeah Speaking of the street well, profits, I'm and then you do get a little bit of power versus power too with the street yeah, profits. But I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent. Uh, I saw something in an interview. It was a uh, uh, might have been part of the FCW uh, WWE Network show. I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was Alexa Bliss talking about her Twisted Bliss finisher, uh, which was originally called the Sparkle Splash, 
And when she was developing it in early NXT, uh, apparently they were concerned about her being able to hit it from from anywhere in the ring sort of a thing. Uh, you know, if if she went up to the top rope and she did it and the person was a little bit too far or a little bit too close or off to the angle one way or another, are you going to be able to hit this consistently? So they they made her do it like 30 times in a day with the person laying everywhere. And it was Angelo Dawkins who was the person Aww. who got who got twisted blissed uh 30 times in one day are you are you jealous i feel like you're jealous i'm I'm not jealous to uh, to more you know don't get me wrong she's five feet and and weighs basically nothing but 30 times landing on you like that still has gotta hurt and angelo dawkins at the time was a nobody so when they said you gotta lay there and she's gonna land on you 30 times there's not much you can do so i do feel a little little bad for angelo dawkins for i mean a he could have been practicing something else to to prepare for his eventual run up to the top and b uh he was basically used as a human test dummy for a while but i thought it was a fun story so you you don't you don't want to hit angelo dawkins with 30 twisted bliss in a day um i might i mean he's a good looking guy stirs the pot a little bit where are we going? But, uh, anyways, that was just a side tangent when talking about Street Profits. My brain said, ooh, you gotta talk about this. Um, Good job. I think I think that's that's all I can really think of right now that I would probably do for the... the... I'm fully aware that it's a little early to even have that conversation. I just kind of was more or less curious that how would you do it, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that's the deal is, I mean, there's there's still got to be some other matches because even adding those, what was it, three matches, women's tag match added, uh, men's SmackDown, men's or Raw tag matches, uh, that still puts us only to 10 matches on the card. And that's low by WWE standards right now. So For, uh, for WrestleMania. For WrestleMania, yes. I mean, WrestleMania in... Vince McMahon's eyes is an eight-hour show, and that's all, using all all eight hours. Yeah, but but I think I think I filled as not much as I can from that. So we'll move <laughs> on to me challenging you to book something, which may be as hard as that one. So my challenge to you. Okay. We mentioned Matt Hardy and how he's not officially signed with anyone as of right now. Okay. Uh, but he's very much rumored to be signing with AEW. Uh, okay. And rumored by many people to be the exalted one, even though you and I both think he shouldn't be the exalted one. No, no. Again, I'm gonna, we need to go on record because tomorrow night's the night it happens. I said a couple weeks ago, I'm going to say it again. I really think it should be Brody Lee. I hope it's Brody Lee. Um, I think of the rumored names, Brody Lee is the best way to go. I I really I think wish... Just add some brutality to that, that group. Yeah. I really wish it was a as-yet-relative-unknown. Someone uh, coming from the indies up. 
like I'm going to throw out the name Warhorse, even though I know it's not him. But I think Warhorse showing up as the leader of of the Dark Order could be a ton of fun. Um, I think Danhausen could be a ton of fun, uh, but they shot that down on Twitter today, so it's obviously not him. Um, and I guess, to be perfectly honest, there's a ton of women it could be uh, that we just skim past because we basically assume it's a guy and they haven't specifically said so thinking about it but um because like reportedly sue young is done with impact or at least she's uh, out of her contract with impact and her character sue young could be really interesting as the leader of the the dark order um, I haven't heard about Rosemary's contract situation with Impact. Uh, but yeah, her I would love it. it was Rosemary. Yeah, as the leader of the Dark Order would be touched yes. too. But so my challenge to you is book Matt Hardy's AEW debut and initial run not as the Exalted One. Oh, thank God. I was like, oh, man. Okay, so um, he owns Broken Matt Hardy, which is fantastic. I think you would almost say it is wonderful. Yes, I would. (laughs) And that's our cheesy moment of the day. (laughs) Good night, folks. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I think I have him. uh, I think I think we get to the broken Matt Hardy. I, I don't think you can just. Yes, you can, because everybody knows who he is. You can start with broken Matt Hardy and. That is a perfectly viable option. I don't think it's the right option. I think the the right option is to give him a proper television build to being the broken Matt Hardy character, much like TNA did, um, or Impact Wrestling, sorry, um, did. Hold on a second. <coughs> and so I think that uh, a... a broken Matt Hardy run is the eventual gain, but I think he just comes in and says, wow, really excited to be here type thing, and um, so much fun to try something new in my career, and perhaps uh, gets attacked by, um, I think Jericho's faction, I think I think the Inner Circle's the right group to have attack him, um, and that allows him to go, you know, a little bit off kilter, and I thought I was friends with this person, this person, this person, and start questioning, you know, the meaning of life, so to say, um, which slowly but surely um, can work him towards, you know, going a little bit crazy. Um, I think he has to start with the streak in his hair. We'll say that right off the bat, um, even before the the broken Matt Hardy. But he can come out just dressed as normal, and you know, you can have him show up three weeks after getting attacked three times in a row you know the the fourth week he shows up and he's wearing the different attire and he's like hey cody good to see you man oh have you, have you seen chris uh chris no jericho not daniels jericho oh uh, no man uh, why would you want to talk to him he said people attack you i just want to try and get this figured out you know i i, I just feel like like there's a problem here okay are you sure you want to do that yes and that's it like just those little moments where we start to see it and then i think there's got to be a moment where he snaps and it just becomes full broken matt hardy um and and you can do all of that without having a single match 
you can just have him be the positive hey i'm gonna come in here and i'm gonna have a lot of fun with you guys um and he keeps getting attacked by random heels and slowly but surely i guess i should say devolves into broken matt hardy yeah um with his eventual matches being against the inner circle you know one at one at a time um in relatively gimmick matches um and the final one being at the hardy compound you know in a in a uh what was that match called the feast or famine no the leader decay that was the name of the match uh, the so final. you could have a yeah delay or decay, delete decay or delete whatever it was um and you know that that can include him and you know christopher or chris jericho doing spot the best part about that match was that they could change the camera angles and you never had to see an actual swanton off of a 20-foot ladder outside onto dirt you know they, they could have inflated catch areas and stuff like that and then get them out of the way and then they could have uh you know them kind of get up and and do that stuff um but I think you just kind of have to have him slowly but surely devolve into the broken Matt Hardy gimmick. And, um, you know, after taking out um, a faction, which I think, again, should probably be the inner circle because it's the best heel faction there is right now. Um, maybe MJF's hired guns and whatnot. I just don't think that that's as effective. Um then you can have him just be so crazy that he doesn't realize he's going for the world championship against Moxley and maybe even get the world championship. You know, that would be his first run with a uh, non-impact top of the ladder championship. So wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, my kind of opinion on, uh, how the young bucks are trolling fans for the most part, but it is yes. worth pointing out that they did appear on Matt Hardy's Free the Delete with him in full broken Matt Hardy character, uh, possessed by the spirit of I, I can't even remember what the name of the spirit was. Um, another worlds of another galaxy. And they they had to super kick the demon spirit out of him and bury him in a casket. Uh, so he totally could come broken right from the beginning, one way or another. But... He could. And, and a feud with the Young Bucks would not be bad. I just don't think the timing's right right now, as they already have a feud. You know? I think I think they would come in, he would come in broken, but not feud with the Young Bucks, because they helped him by kicking the demon out of him. So Oh, so he can stay broken. Stay broken, yeah in the right way um and he could immediately feud with the dark order because i sense evil coming from you yes and that would be good too yeah i i just don't think i think it would be a waste to not truly see what the broken matt hardy gimmick can be uh because i don't think impact played it all the way to its final deletion delete delete i think um, I think WWE came and offered Matt Hardy the moon and promised a lot of things with the broken Matt Hardy character that they obviously did not deliver. Uh, oh, no. And frankly, I think I think the problem the Hardys have had is they've been so tied to each other 
in in reality and in fans that like this six months could be really good for for both yeah it could be them being separate because i i remember there was a time when um wwe really wanted uh jeff hardy and jeff said i won't come back unless you give my brother a shot too and they're like well you know what and so jeff hardy stayed with impact for a while and i feel like it was the same sort of thing when they came back this last time that wwe came after matt hardy because of how popular the broken matt hardy gimmick was and promised him the moon and he probably said i'm not going to come back unless you bring my brother and so they came back and then they just got pigeonholed to being the hardy boys again instead of getting to explore their characters they they did do that woken gimmick a little bit but that was that was well we'll try we're gonna try and do this uh yeah this is how we did it but at the end of the day matt has to write the the gimmick um, well, and I think that... the biggest thing is they try they they said they were doing the woke and Matt Hardy, but I just don't think they ever really gave him any any leeway with it. Creative freedom, correct? Yeah. And well, it and I has think to be a free gimmick. So there was a point when Matt was still in WWE and Jeff had already gone to Impact, um, and Jeff you know actually came on to Impact as part of Immortal almost immediately, and Matt wasn't there yet. Um, Jeff really flourished then. I, eventually, the the outside the ring stuff did affect him, but that's know, putting it mildly. It, it affected him in the ring eventually. So yes. yeah. Um, how do you feel if you're Sting in that moment? Holy cow! Oh, yeah, that's oh, that's got to be probably one of Sting's like absolute bottom of the barrel moments for him. You know what I mean? He's just like I have to beat him up. Yeah, he's going to look back on his career and be like, you know, that buckle bomb from Seth Rollins, I mean, yeah, it ended my career, but it was nothing compared to being out in the ring with Jeff Hardy on that, and you know, knowing he couldn't perform. And so I had to basically force him to be pinned because he wanted to keep going and hold him down and make him lose in mere moments um, and not put on a match that I wanted to put on. You know, yeah, because I'm sure he was looking forward to having a big, crazy match to to beat Jeff Hardy or sure. lose to Jeff Hardy. I mean, yeah, I, we, we don't know we, how it was nobody's nobody. I don't even think Bischoff's ever said on 83 weeks, mm-hmm. you know what what the goal was there. Um, he just has so said yeah. that it was very clear that Jeff Hardy was in no condition to actually wrestle a match, so he had to make the decision. You know, we're going to cut this short. We're going to end it right away. And he just went out to the ring and told Sting, and then ring the Which bell, pin them. Somewhat, sort of, props to WWE for card subject to change because mm-hmm. we've never had to deal with that. Not at least on on TV. Yeah, yeah. like they've had to deal with it, mm-hmm. but props to them for for being smart enough to go card subject to change because well, if Sean Waltman shows up cooked out of his mind. Um, Shit, all he has to do is give somebody a four hundred dollars, and they'll pee in a cup for him. Yep. Ooh, um, I mean, podcast a, listens for me. <laughs> apparently, that's actually what got Arn Anderson let go from WWE. Is that uh, he was the booker, um, the producer for a match, a women's match, and um, uh, uh, Alicia Fox showed up inebriated. 
and they let her go out. He either didn't realize that she was as inebriated as she was, or realized it and felt that the match had to go on. Who knows exactly? But yeah, he let her go out and wrestle. And because of that, uh, when they found out, they're like, you're out of here. And yeah, yeah, but what a very, very tough thing to go through as a booker. And I'm not talking to Booker with a T at the end either. It would be tough for Booker T too, but mostly because uh, he's old. Yeah. Anyways, boy, we went off on a weird tangent there. Um, that is not uncommon on this show, though. It is way more common than staying on task. To be perfectly honest. Correct. Correct. But, Absolutely correct. But so I guess on that note, we will move on to nullify, vilify, or deify. That's right. It is our shameless copy of Fire Push Berry. We just uh, take it and change the name and hope no one notices. Um, the rules are simple. But you do realize you gave it away. Wait, what? What? Uh, the rules are very <laughs> simple. Uh, I'm going to give uh, three choices. You must nullify someone out of wrestling entirety. Uh, vilify one to the bottom of the card. And deify one just like Ultimate Warrior is in his own mind. Uh, first he's round. Not anymore. Oh, he is ascended. <laughs> that is so evil, man. He, he is part of the ultimate universe now. Yes, that's uh, actually where Matt Hardy went to get the broken gimmick. Quite possibly, he just got got the power of the warriors in him. Oh, I'm doing the ultimate warrior. How did he become? Thing. How did he become Randy Savage there for a second? Uh, that's because I only really know how to do uh, one or two wrestling voices. I think three. I can do a very bad Vince McMahon, a very bad Hulk Hogan, and a very bad Macho Man. And everyone else is just a combination of them. Fair enough. But, Give uh, it to you. But so um, your choices for the round, for the first round, are people who are known mostly for their talking right now. So we've got R-Truth, we've got The Miz, and we've got Velveteen Dream. Wow. Um, alright. Well, you know my feelings on The Miz. So, congratulations, Miz. You're still staying pushed to the top, because I absolutely love him. He is, in my opinion, no longer the greatest heel active wrestler in the game, but now second greatest heel active wrestler in the game behind only um, MJF. So, he's going to stay pushed. Um, I am going to vilify Velveteen Dream because he is a heel, and he, his heel right now, his heel behavior right now is probably the best heel behavior there is, so he can be a at the bottom of the card. Um, the the storyline, I guess, is the best heel storyline, because um, MJF has been around for a while, obviously. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Truth Buddy. Maybe time to go work on your rap career because I think you're going to get nullified. You're, you're no longer in wrestling. Ouch. Sorry. That hurts. That really hurt. It doesn't really hurt. You no, would have done. You you would have changed the other two, but you would have done the same thing. You would have had mercy on his soul and no, said it's time I, to go home, buddy. Our truth is a gift right now. Oh, he is. Yeah, I'm, and little, little Jimmy says the same, but uh, no, I I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So I what 
what would you do? I probably, to be perfectly honest, I probably would have just shifted everyone to the left. Uh, Miz would have ended Miz. No, Miz would have been vilified. Velveteen oh. Dream nullified and Truth. Wow. Uh, I that's I, harsh. Uh, and and just this is not love life or what? Oh, our our truth is like every he's when he comes out to the ring. It's one of the few times that I don't care how bad the segment is. I still care. I still watch it. Um, and especially his thing right now with my childhood hero John Cena. Uh that's just too. That's good. not a right now thing though. That's been around for a while. It's been around for a while, and he's still doing it, and it's still awesome. So I can't, I can't not. But that's, it, it, like I said, I put together a tough one. I knew from the beginning that those three would be tough because they're all good, and they're but, all incredible on the mic, especially considering that was the motivation for it. Yeah, that says a lot. I mean, yeah. Um, and and yeah, you're you're right. I could have put uh, MJF up there. I could have put Chris Jericho up there because they're all. They're both really good on the mic as well, but uh, I kept it WWE and I went that way. And no, I mean, it's a tough one, one way or another you look at. It. I think the only reason Velveteen gets nullified over over the other ones for me is uh, I I think his his ceiling is tied directly to NXT. I don't think Velveteen Dream works on main roster. Uh, and I think... Okay. It, if he moves over to Raw or SmackDown, he effectively becomes no way to say, uh, just well, a that's, that's little to do with him. That That's to do more with Vince being in the building. I, I, I agree it, it does, but at the same point, I it just it limits your ceiling. Um, whereas R-Truth can carry any of those. Miz can carry any of them. Uh, but like, I, I don't even necessarily think uh, Velveteen Dream would work in AEW. I think I think that character wouldn't, but I think he could go in and be a different character. Yeah, you know, and you say that, but we've seen him as not Velveteen Dream before, uh, and, and he lost in actual competition. Um, uh, so, but but like I say, I specifically chose that to be a tough one. Yeah, that's. And so there's no right answer to that. Every one of those answers hurts in some way, but there, there's no never a right answer to these ever. No, there's not. So if so, if ever if any of one of these the wrestlers, listen, if if ever any of these wrestlers listen, if we nullify you, it's not because we don't like you. The fact that we brought your name up means we like you. But and so, to future podcasters of America, don't do. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This this is painful to us every week. Um, this particular. I wish I would never have started doing it. To be perfectly honest. Yeah. This was this was a bad overall move. Uh, not because it's not because it's not enjoyable. It, it's a lot of fun. But you know, our biggest arguments have been on some of these. Mm-hmm. Um, on fantasy bookings, and then when you have the nullify, vilify, deify. Yep. I mean. Whew. But yeah, because I'm a glut for punishment. For future, yeah, this is not the format for a future show for somebody else. Or really for us, but we, we're stuck with it, so. We've done it. <laughs> All right, you're my turn. Um, yes. 
I should have thought about this this week. It's not like I have been doing something with coronavirus or all that going on. Um, I am going to nullify, have you nullify, vilify, deify. So I've been out of the box the last couple of weeks. I've done things like events or moves or things like that. Um, I think last week it was uh, it was a, a particular wrestling event that happened in history. If I remember right, I don't remember for sure. Um, I'm, I'm going to do it one last time, uh, and then I'm going to get back to actual wrestlers. So I'm going to have you nullify, vilify, or deify. Oh, I already did this. It was gimmick matches last week, wasn't it? Dang it. I was all excited for that. All right. Well, we're just going to do wrestlers then. I'm going to have you nullify, vilify, deify the expected returning guest wrestlers that will have a talking role but not a match at WrestleMania. Um, so The Rock, Stone Cold, and right now I don't think Triple H is going to have a match, so I'm going to say Triple H. As a as an expected guest on WrestleMania, okay. whatever has happened. Um, this one's difficult, but actually not entirely. Uh, if only because uh, the easiest one to nullify entirely out of wrestling is super easy because he's got a very, very successful non-wrestling career already, and that's The Rock. The Rock. Yeah. Um, sure. He gets nullified. He goes back to Jumanji and does, like, the fourth and fifth ones of those. Can he do a third one first? They're actually pretty decent movies, just so you know. Technically speaking, the second one was the third one. It, oh, it makes... yeah. I what you're saying. Robin Williams is the first one. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll give you that. So, uh... So I live on a technicality there. But, so yeah, uh, The Rock gets nullified even though uh, he he's the people's champ and he will always be tied to a certain era in professional wrestling. And, and in many ways... Quite possibly he, the best speaker ever in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, he's emblematic of what's wrong with WWE today in the fact that they're so focused on creating moments and not superstars uh but back in the 90s and early 2000s they were really focused on creating superstars and out of that we got two of the three people you just named stone cold and the rock and we got all three of those out of that you did realistically it took a moment for for triple h to become triple h like the the interview with jim ross when he said i am the i am the damn game Mm-hmm. was when he became the character that he is, the game. Yep. Um, but he he was a superstar. Yeah. At the same point though, if you were to if you were to create a graph of wrestling superstars in the 90s and 2000s, Stone Cold and Rock would be one and two. One and two and or one and three if you if you have if you have HBK in there. Yeah. Um, but it would be like Stone Cold and The Rock up one and two, and HBK maybe three, and Undertaker up there. And Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg, and, and you know, and of course Hulk Hogan would be up there because yeah. he was for sure. And it would be a ways down the list before you got to Triple H truly. Oh, yeah. Um, truly, he's probably not a top 10 for the 90s. Um, but but it still was about creating these superstars. But Correct. now, if I if I fast forward to the year 2030 in my head and think to modern wrestling, who's going to be the names 
that we still talk about in 2030. To be perfectly honest, I have a hard time with WWE picking even even five names that I'm confident. Say, I think five's about it. I think you've got Cena, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fiend, maybe. Possibly Roman. if they don't screw him up. Uh, Roman, I think potentially. AJ. Um, AJ, maybe the man. Becky Lynch. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, they, yeah, she's she's a character. Yeah. They kind of stumbled into her. Um, then Brock. But so maybe anyway. Charlotte. Maybe Charlotte. Maybe. So back to the thing. I think that's why The Rock gets gets out is because he was able to establish himself as not just a a WWE superstar, but yeah, um, yeah. Stone Cold and Triple H. This is where it actually gets hard. Uh, and I think it's another technicality the way I go. Um, Stone Cold gets vilified uh, be- because mostly. I think his role now is better suited as the guy who shows up every once in a while and drinks beers uh, and yeah. has, has a show on the network where he talks to other... Did you watch this week with Brett? I did not. Uh, it is on my list, but... Um... Yeah, I'm about, I'm about 10, 15 minutes in and I had to stop. Um, it's, it's better than the Big Show's episode, but that was kind of a foregone conclusion. Better than Big Show's, better than Kane's. Not yet as good as Mark Calloway's. But so, so that leads us to deifying Triple H, which is really hard for me to say. Um, and I love Triple H, and I think he's doing a wonderful job with NXT. But yeah, you say deifying Triple H, and and you can almost feel Triple H's ego get bigger. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I should have a, a WrestleMania match. I really should. See, Vince. Uh, see, they said I should. They said I should win the title at WrestleMania. <laughs> Don't listen, man. We know Vince listens. Yeah. We know he copies our bad ideas. Yes. Apparently, Why only you say that out loud. Bad ideas. We need to stop saying the bad ideas. I think. Well, you just said Trips should win the world title at WrestleMania. Well, I was literally saying Trips was going to say to Vince that he should win. And so it was technically Trips saying. Fire. Let's let's hope that's why he didn't. That's not why he got demoted so that he'd have time to yeah. carry the world championship. Like, yeah, we're going to demote you, uh, but don't worry, because uh, you're going to be carrying the universal title for the next uh, six months. So wait, wait, that'll be my 15th title. Yeah, yeah. Well, can I match John and, and Nietzsche? I don't know. We probably ought to wait six or seven more years for that. Yeah. We want to keep that in our back pocket. So that way, you know, if we really need a ratings boost, we can have you lose it and then win it back in one night. <laughs> Preferably to somebody else aging like yourself. God, think about it. If he had the title again in seven years, he'd be in his 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trips, we love you, man. Thank you for not being at WrestleMania this year. Yes, please, please, please. If you want to be a rest, be a commentator because you were freaking that awesome. That was great on Friday. Yeah, My. yeah, that was fantastic. But so that's what we got, huh? That's that's what I got there. Um, Fair enough. Not 100% happy not, with it, but it's about all the choice. Not I where had. I expected you to go. I mean, yeah. I think we're a little bit merciful with these. Um, with these nullifies like rarely are we nullifying somebody and going no because f them well 
I I have I have a method when it comes to challenging you to nullify, vilify, or deify. And it's simply this. I either try to choose three people that you really, really like or three people that you really, really hate to make it so so there's always at least one really hard to... Well, and I knew you would like all of those. I probably should have gone with like McFully but, uh, instead of Trips, but I'm surprised that you that you deified Trips. I really expected that to, to damn near go the opposite direction. Yeah. But if you get rid of Trips and Wrestling altogether, that means he, can't, he also can't run NXT, yes. which would ruin my Wednesday nights. Yep. My Wednesday nights. Wouldn't you crap to your Wednesday nights? In fact, in fact, they would they would improve in a way because I'd get to go to bed right after watching <laughs> AEW instead of flipping over. Be like, I'll watch the DVR tomorrow. We're good. I have the network. <laughs> but okay. Well, on that note, I think we'll start wrapping it up uh, for this week. Um, yeah. So I uh, always take this time to reiterate uh, the request earlier. Make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast platform you use. Uh, There's bound to be a subscribe or a follow button or something like that so that you get notified every time we post a new episode, uh, which is going to be nearly daily now. Uh, If you missed the announcement yesterday um, or the episode posted yesterday, uh, we are now doing, in addition to our regular Raw and Order WBU and uh, Fantasy Booking FBI, we w- are now posting review shows. They're shorter, usually about 20 minutes long, probably, uh, going over the various different shows. So um, we had Justin reviewing WWE's Raw from Austin 316 Day. Um, and then tomorrow... About that. It's unfortunate that, that SARS messed it up for him. Uh, coronavirus. But he was but, pumped. Yeah, he was really pumped. And he did a great job. So um, we've also got tomorrow, or as you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on Wednesday, tonight, uh, AEW and NXT. So those will be both posted um, probably early Thursday morning. Um, uh, yeah, because we can record them separately. We don't have to talk to each other. Exactly. That'll be wonderful for you. Yeah, oh, I love not talking to you. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you. I love you too. Um, okay. And and then uh, Thursdays are not going to have anything, but Fridays after SmackDown is done, we will be doing a SmackDown review that will go live Saturday. So you're talking a new episode Saturday, a new episode Monday, a new episode Tuesday. Uh, episode Wednesday. Yep, new episode Wednesday, and two new episodes Thursday. So well, five out of the seven days of the week. And if we wanted to, we could delay it. But most of you will want to hear a recap sooner than later, which means that you get to choose NXT or AEW on Thursday, and then watch, listen to the other one on Friday. Yep, if you want and to listen to the whole week on Friday, if you want, or Saturday, or however you want to do it. Yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll be streaming roughly four hours of content into your ears a week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel bad for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we don't want to word it that way. They're going to be like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> four hours. <laughs> F that. I'm going to go listen to the what culture guys. They only stream like 42 hours a week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> But Sorry. they do with cute British accents. Yeah, yeah. 
We sound like we sound like Nebraska. Pretty much. Boring, flat. Um. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Another tangent, but um, Chang. Um. I'll get back to this. I also uh, always request people, even if you don't use Apple Podcasts to listen, Apple really heavily uh, weighs it on the review section. So head over to Apple Podcasts, sign up, and uh, give us a five-star review, just like Hulk Hogan reviewing Thunder in Paradise. Uh, it is the best thing ever. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That was solid. That one was solid. <laughs> and then um, you can also head to our Wix site. Um, it is going to be in the pinned tweet on my Twitter or in the doobly-doo show notes uh, for this episode and most of our previous episodes, uh, where you can find all the ways to listen to us. You can actually even listen to the show uh, there in your web browser. So um, if you are working from home right now and don't want to have to load it up onto your phone and stick headphones on you can just go to the wix site and press play there and listen to it all right there in the web browser uh there's a blog where we do predictions for major shows uh and we're going to start adding some other articles and stuff there as well um and you can even download the wix app onto your phone uh, using the link in that same tweet or show notes um, and connect directly to us so you can uh, comment to us and comment on the blog straight from your phone. Super easy. Um, also, you know, get back to it. We're uh, part of the Tatnisco podcast network. So uh, you can head to tatnisco.com and you can see the other uh, shows in the network like Tatnus Podcast Uncensored, Chicken Hen with S&M, In the Dicebox Slam, Basement Bullshit, and the newest edition, Carpool Shenanigans. So you can go there and uh, listen to all of those really simply. Um, so all sorts of ways to listen to us. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can use the Wix app, like I said, or you can hop onto Twitter and follow me at Raw and Order WBU, or you can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K. Fabe. I really should use that Twitter thing you're talking about. Yeah, you should maybe do some Twitters. Some some Twitter. Yeah. yeah. I, I am triggering a whole bunch of millennials right now who are out there going, that's <laughs> tweets, you dumb stuff. <laughs> I know it tweets. I tweet a lot, usually stupid stuff. That's, like, that's on the interwebs, right? Yes, it's on the computer machine. <laughs> You go to your computer machine, you fire up Netscape, um, and then you, you type in www. Uh, that stands for World Wide Web. And then uh, dot T-W-I-T-T-E-R dot C-O-M. And then you can hit the backslash and you can type in like raw and order WBU and press go and it'll get you straight to us. Or you can do the same thing and, and use the clicker to click that little that little favorite area if you just favorite our Twitter or our Wix or yes. us on Spotify or us on this or us on You can save it Anchor. as a bookmark to your desktop. Yes. You could create a you might have to get a grandkid involved or a kid involved, but you can create a, a uh, what are those called? Hyper hyper loppers? Hyper hyper jump? Hyper oh, hyperlink. Hyper, hyper jump. Hyperspaces. <laughs> yeah, right there on the desk or topper. Mm-hmm. On that screen. Yeah. All right, we're done. Okay. We're really not that old, folks. Just no, so everybody knows. I, I assure you, we are not. 
Um, it, it's probably easier if you just load up Twitter on your iPhone or Android phone and just click the button there. But, um, <laughs> but on that note, I think we're both a little bit uh, loopy and it's time to go to bed. Or maybe we've both got the Corona. So I've been drinking a Corona this entire time. I had a, a oh, cousin who, who jokingly said... Uh, that she's worried she's got a case of the mild corona, and ever since then I've I've had uh, the song My Corona stuck into my head, oh. uh, replacing it with mild corona. Na 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 I thought maybe I thought maybe she had Corona light. Nah. Did she get if she gets bit by a deer tick at the same time as she has mild corona, she could have corona with Lyme. And on that note, we are done with the deck. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's go on. (laughs) And so we will close the book on this visit from the FBI Fantasy Booking Institute. And um, we will see you on the next show, which will be either the AEW or NXT review uh, going live after those shows. We'll see who's goes live first. We know who goes live first. We know who the producer is. It ain't me. It ain't me, babe. Um, (laughs) But on that note, uh, we will see you guys on the flip flip.